0: what is up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the triple h podcast happy hour hoops your one-stop shop for a place to have a cold beverage listen to our cold basketball takes and listen to everything nba steve jake and myself dunny first day of black history month guys and uh we have a loaded show a bunch of stuff going on all-star right around the corner Trade deadline right around the corner, some more crazy performances, LeBron James, and yeah, how are you boys Pat doing? Bev, Pat Bev
1: with the greatest tech of all time, Pat right? Bev, yes. Easily, <laughs> easily, oh my god
2: bro, I've close. never been so sad, like I was very happy watching the Royal Rumble Saturday night, also a very great emotional roller coaster for wrestling fans but i was really sad when i checked my phone after the rumble was over and saw that i would have missed the most emotional lebron james moment of like the last five years it was hilarious guys like I'm, i'm i'm it was just hilarious i'm sure you guys had some thoughts that were much
1: more different than that but uh hilarious So for anyone who complains, why do all-star players, you know, bitch about not getting calls? This is why. Because the star player, LeBron James, throws an absolute tantrum on the basketball court. And everyone's going to follow suit, right? If LeBron can get away with it, so can I. But I, I mean, Dunning, I had to start the show with it because shout out Pat Bev for bringing a camera onto the court and point, <laughs> trying to. Obviously, the replay wasn't on the camera, but just pointing to a camera to show yeah. a ref is the pettiest, greatest. Well, he had thing a still ever. shot.
0: He had a still shot of the, of the foul. <sighs> it's um, just <laughs> on the camera. Yeah, let's. Uh, let's it's let's, just it. resourceful. It's just resourceful. Yeah. We'll, we'll breeze over the, the news here. We'll start with the, the Celtics-Lakers uh, last Saturday night. We'll go back to the news and notes afterwards. Um, but yeah, Celtics-Lakers madness. Probably one of the better games of the NBA season yeah. so far. Um, if you're watching, because the, the the regulation was incredible. I mean, up until that moment. And then the, the overtime was just as exciting. I mean, you can't really beat Celtics-Lakers in the TD Garden. Uh, one of the most historical rivalries in all of sports let alone basketball but the thing that everyone's talking about is the uh absolute hissy fit that lebron threw that went mega viral rightfully so i mean he had every reason to be that upset i think just people have a problem with the way he went about it
2: um clearly <laughs> LeBron not voluntarily... always been overly emotional like why are we surprised that he like freaked yeah, yeah. out like everybody was like oh my gosh what is lebron doing it's like i've seen lebron like literally screaming at Russ like he's gonna cry for 20 years
0: (laughs) yeah I think at least for me like that's the approach like I wish like or I don't wish like I don't really I guess at the end of the day I don't really care especially because the Celtics caught the dub but why like I I just don't understand like the head down like in like downward dog position like on the ground (laughs) And and it's said, weird.
2: It's literally how he celebrated winning the finals. Yeah.
0: It, it was a, it's like a regular season game in January, and he's acting like, I don't even know, like he just watched his family die. Um, But the craziest part to me about the whole thing is that he didn't get disciplined for his reaction when Pat Bev got attacked for the camera thing. And then in overtime, Dennis Schroeder laid down after a tough whistle on him. He just laid down in the paint and he got attacked. It's like, all right, and maybe it's because there wasn't any gameplay going on. Like, it was in between regulation and overtime. So, you're not allowed to get a tech then. But that's when Pat Bev got his tech. So, it was a little weird that he didn't get any just on also- but-
2: you think they might have known how bad they fucked up in the moment? Oh, yeah, that I think game, they were just like, it. oh, that's not, or, like, I think they like immediately. Can, if they gave him a tech too, like, Bron would be on, at yeah. war with the league right now. Like, it would be, <laughs> it would be, we'd still, he'd be dropping like bombs every day. Like, it would be bad. Yeah. He's already yeah. like, he is ornery right now. He is really like, yeah. I've never, have you guys ever seen him like this, like, on edge? Like, he's not angry. He's not like,
0: it's not like, you brought it up again last night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he brings. It was, kind of it was kind yeah. of provoked. It was kind of provoked because they asked what the difference of them closing it out in overtime last night <laughs> opposed to them not being able to do it nice in Boston. Leading question. So they kind of threw him an OOP, but he was like, "Yeah, well this this time the players decided the game instead of in Boston when the refs decided the game." Which <laughs>
1: I'll,
0: I'll I'll continue to say it like I he he got robbed on that call. He yeah. absolutely got fouled. But another thing is. There was still – he still would have had to hit two free throws, which I think he would have made at least one, probably both. But there still would have been yeah. at least a second on the clock too. So it's yeah. like you can't really say the game was over. The the Celtics had right. a, a, a timeout yeah. to advance the ball. Obviously, it was – they had a very good chance of winning the game. But it's just – and then the the thing that bothers me the most is him saying post-game that it happens to nobody else because this happens on a nightly no. basis. It's I mean, rest, good. miss, calls – right every single night bro i mean every single night and that's the, yeah, and I, that's I the thing it, man. like i've nothing
1: against lebron but lebron being the you know type of power he has in the nba the way he reacts to these calls we have seen every single superstar follow suit when they don't get fouled, they're freaking out. You will watch a game, and it'll be like Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic. You know how much I love Luka Doncic. They'll be trying to like get a contact layup or something. They'll get hacked. There's no call. They'll be lying on the floor for the entire rest of that possession on the other side of the court, yeah. and then they'll pop back up when they don't get the call. Like you will see it too when they think they get fouled, and then three, four different possessions happen, and then finally after the first stoppage, they're Right in the ref's face. Like, what the hell, man? Like, how do you not call that? And it's not just LeBron who's doing it. It's all these other superstars. But I think it's mainly because LeBron has kind of showed or convinced everyone that if you're a good enough player, those types of actions are allowed. And I, I feel like his tantrum against the Celtics is another example of what he's pushing the envelope of what he can get away with, with arguing with refs and all these superstars are following suit. doesn't matter which superstar you like. It doesn't matter how aggressive they are. It doesn't matter how quiet of a star they are. They all argue calls we've seen this this is just today's like nba like generation these superstar type players will all argue calls because they know if they keep argument eventually they're going to get those that type of star treatment
0: yeah and it sucks because like this is this is just like such an old, old head argument when it comes to the goat debate but this is like what the old heads and like out, the generations before us like this is the stuff they point to when they're like yeah like LeBron is about to pass Kareem in points. He is fourth all-time in assists now. But, like, Michael Jordan would never do anything like this, even if, you know, he did get fouled. There were, I saw
2: game. a bunch of good tweets, though, right after that. I, from that, and that's where the Le- Le- LeBron stands. You, you got to hate him on Twitter a lot of times, but they were ready with those receipts. No,
1: they're always
0: ready. Out.
2: There was one of Michael, like, absolutely, like, berating a ref, like, in his face. Like I think that's more respectable, face, though i, I mean it's more uh, respectable yeah but it's still like, not still to the referee to yeah, yeah it's, still, yeah, not, it's respect, referee. not respectful but respectable yeah. in the reaction <laughs> yeah no i get you i get you yes
0: yeah. no of course of course well, LeBron's he... a baby but guys LeBron's, yeah.
2: he's always been a that's baby. what it is like it, i love this guy but he's is. always been a crybaby. like it's the biggest yeah. thing and it's worked it, like, cause you yeah. know, like it's, it all LeBron is about is constant pressure, whether it's on his teammates, whether it's on the, his organization or whether it's on the refs. So he is going to complain relentlessly every game, because if it gives him one call at the end of a game that he wasn't supposed to get, it's worth it. And he's like, what do I have to lose? Like we said earlier too, they ain't going to give him a tech. Like wh- what ref is, has the balls right. to tech up LeBron? Like Scott Foster, he was even there. He was even in the game. Yeah, which is that's even the better part of Pat Bev walking up is that Scott, Paul, it wasn't up to Scott, right? I don't think he brought it up no, to Scott no, Foster, which so. would have been even more legendary, but yeah, just
1: I mean, still know. the greatest tech I've ever seen in my entire life. And I don't know yeah. who I, how do you top it, just how do you walk away with camera? It. It. <laughs> 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 I mean, it, it, that's the most Pat Bev move Ooh. of all time, you gotta love it.
0: Uh, yeah, shout out, um, shout out the Pat Ev pod, too, because they did, like, a him and Rowan from Barstool mm-hmm. did, like, an, an instant reaction yep. after the game, um, and apparently, Pat Ev was just, like, asking every, like, t- every person, like, personnel that works for the team, like, who has a still shot of that, like, does anyone have that, does anyone have the foul, like, in between regulation and overtime? And some guy who worked for the team, like, just willingly handed Pepe the camera and had no idea he was going to go to the ref and, like, get a tech. Like, I'm sure if the dude knew that was his intentions, he would not have given Pepev the, at the all, camera. Not at all, dude. Yeah, not at all. And, like, just shout out Pepe for being real as hell about that being like, yeah, I felt bad afterwards because, like, I probably got that dude in trouble a little bit. But I, I just had to – I had to do something <laughs> – um. That's another thing, too, Dunny. If you, if someone doesn't like Pat Bev, just
1: watch that podcast. Because he's oh, incredible dude. on it. Yeah, incredible. he is. And I, my yeah. tone is turned on Pat Bev from before. I was like, I don't just don't like him. I think he's a dirty player. And then over the past few years, I'm like, I think just Pat Bev is a guy who would just lay it all out for his teammates, and he'll do whatever it takes to help his team. I'm the most talented basketball player in the world,
0: but he will no. give it 150%, and it does not matter. And that's the thing. Like he was, he was on his way to win to win them the game. Like he yeah. had a massive three to to put the yep. Lakers ahead. The Celtics yep. came down, tied it up, and then right the very next possession, he he had a putback dunk over Grant nice. Williams to go ahead oh again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And it was like absolutely insane. And then of course, you know, he gets the tech, He puts the Celtics up one going into the overtime, like automatic. Uh, free throw for Jason Tatum they go up one and then i mean it was it was still back and forth in the overtime i thought the overtime period was just as entertaining jalen brown was an absolute monster 11 points in the overtime period um it, he they had Dennis Schroeder on him like the, he was just taking advantage of that matchup which i admire about jalen brown he's like oh wow this this man is so much smaller than me i'm just going to bully him and that's kind of what it came down to. Like, I mean, emotions got the best of the Lakers in that game, and rightfully so. But what what a week for the Lakers and LeBron James, because that 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 clip of LeBron and that that still image of Pat Bev with the camera is just going to be mega viral for the rest of the season and probably going forward in the sports sports world. I'll never I'll never forget Pat Bev pointing at the camera. I'll forget yeah. LeBron's reaction. I'll never forget Pat
2: Bev pointing at the camera just just some legendary shit there
0: and uh the last thing i'll say here is papev on that instant reaction uh on the papev pod shouted out boston which is like the crazy especially the td garden like what players love to come in hate on the city say the fans are mean say the fans suck whatever um and he had you know he just he said he could like feel the rivalry he could feel the historic nature of the boston garden and he said, shout out Boston for, you know, being 19,000 deep and Saturday night, the place oh, yeah. was bumping. So I, that's I really another factor that.
2: that we, the one last thing I'll put on there is LeBron doesn't do that. If it's not Saturday night in Boston, if it, like I said, I texted you guys, I think the other day, cool. if it's Tuesday night in Oklahoma city, he's not reacting like that. No, like, it's, yeah. it's part of it that it's national TV. It's part of it that it's Boston. And we know the relationship between LeBron and Boston. And obviously, Lakers-Celtics making it, like, such a bigger deal, even if it was just, like, a Heat-Celtics or Cavs-Celtics in the past. Like, it was definitely a lot of factors that brought the emotion into it. And he was go- – he was I-, I watched back as much as I could of that. He was balling out. Like, dude was – that was a game oh, yeah. where LeBron was, like, selling out everything, like – and he's been doing it for weeks now. He did it again last night, too, was literally doing everything. I've never seen him more active defensively in, like, seven years than this year, which is crazy. It's just, like, I see, like, as someone who's, you know, like, played, you know, whatever amount of sports I've played in my life, like, I you can just see, like, when you're so competitive, so locked into, like, a game like that, and then it goes the other way. Like I've had some crazy reactions that would never happen again in real life to situations like that, and so I I got it. But also, it's just it's kind of funny. Like it's it's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy, and um, I I said we would backtrack to the news, and we'll we'll start we'll we'll start from the bottom here because we're we're on LeBron topic. We, we ran out of time last week and I was honestly gonna say and it's funny that all this this wrench got thrown into the mix while while thinking about LeBron James but I was gonna say this last week on the pod and I forgot but I have to I have to backtrack about like four or five players because I think right now leBron's the best player in the league again and he may I'm have back. always been yeah I think he may have just never left that spot and maybe <laughs> I was just blind to it but like there was a while there that I was like Giannis, Luca, KD, and like maybe even a few other guys you could put in the conversation. No, not for me, not yet, dude. Like this is insane what he's doing. The run he's been on the it's past hard. couple months. He's averaging over thirty. You know, at at age thirty eight, eight and a half rebounds. Never averaged Seven. over
2: thirty, right? As far as I remember, I don't think he ever has in
0: his career. I, yeah, yet. I don't think he has. <laughs> um, last ten, like. He's he's going absolutely bonkers. He's he's averaging nearly 35 in his last 10. Nine almost rebounds, eight assists. Double. Yeah, almost yeah. a triple double. He had
2: a, he had a 28, 10 and, or 28 11 and 10 last night. Yeah, yeah his first triple. And they, they the need every night. bit of it. Like they're in overtime last night and he has a triple double. Like
1: it's. it's I will he say has so though, Rui, Rui's been starting I to play say. pretty decent for the Lakers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he he has been a help. That in the lineup starting lineup, last, lineup night, last night yeah that was sick
2: that, I that overtime lineup when you got westbrook schroeder Rui, lebron and ad i'm looking at it, i'm like damn that's like a professional basketball, basketball team out there yeah it's, crazy. it's not a bad and,
1: lineup and russ
2: russ has still just been like, start, so consistent bro. he's been so consistent yeah, the whole should. year I think I love him though on his bench minutes though. Like, I like I, he gets into a rhythm. Like, now he's kind of figured it out and he can I just kind too. of take over right away. And he just he gets in there with like five minutes and just it's full steam ahead right away. And yeah.
0: like, I just love right. that. Like, little, I a lot guess of the time true, it's working.
1: Yeah. A lot of the times Uh-oh. he, he should come be when LeBron goes on the bench for a little bit and it just kind of gets Russ into the game because then it's like all right it's running through me and whether Mm -hmm. if he's playing with LeBron at the start of the game almost feels like Westbrook either is like I got to take a backseat or he's forced to take shots he normally doesn't take or normally wouldn't want to take but when he's able to come off the bench and give LeBron a few minutes of rest Westbrook can almost like get into the game because the offense is running through him like how it has been you know his entire career before that, even when he was OKC with KD, like the offense would go through Westbrook, or Houston, it would go through him. It would just be like everyone else would take more shots. But when he was starting, at, you know, last year, beginning of this year with LeBron, it felt forced where he was taking a lot of bad shots. And that's where you see all the memes of all the air balls here, these horrible turnovers, because he's, he, you know, he wants to do something too. But now coming off the bench, I actually think it helps him. And as you can see, Jake, in the late game lineups, he's going to play important minutes. Whether he starts on the bench or not, he's playing the important minutes. Oh, yeah. It helps him yeah. get into the flow of the game. I think it, it's, it's, it's honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept it like that the rest of the way because I think it helps them going forward in the game,
0: yeah. And, and just speaking of these two guys, Russ the other night jumps into number 10 all time and assist, which is, is crazy, oh. he's on that list. Mm-hmm. And LeBron last night moved to number four all time and assist, passing he's Steve uh, wow. yeah, he's right on like, his buddy Chris Paul's Fucking tail. LeBron
2: James passing Steve Nash and is gonna pass Chris Paul, like that's just. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not crazy it's just it's crazy nice to hear out loud and he's about 89 points away i think now so we are looking at he, he averages about 30 a game so it's going to probably be three games away and i believe i believe that's still the milwaukee that's game? next it's either milwaukee or it's the uh it's the warriors saturday night no one way. of those no two.
1: way it's gonna be warriors. Um, would be- no,
2: actually, right now it, it he's gonna sit one of these games. Oh, he's gonna, not yet. It's because one, it's the thunder, it's Pel it's at Pacers at Pelicans versus Thunder. There's no way he's breaking he's the setting. record against one of those teams. It's he's, a he's either warriors.
1: doing it, he's either doing it home against Milwaukee. Oh, exactly. that's exactly. a TNT that's game. TNT he's either doing and it and at home against Milwaukee or in Golden A-B-C, State on ABC. ABC, A-B-C Golden State, yeah. yeah. That's it It's either one of those two games. That might seem like,
2: seems like the latter.
1: Yeah,
2: he's definitely sitting out like tomorrow night or something. He's either or, sitting or out against Pacers or he's sitting out one of those uh, road games
1: in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah,
1: so, he is, there's, and, there's just no
2: way. There's no way he's so, breaking it. No he's shot if Rob's breaking, it, breaking it
1: in OKC. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not what's happening. <laughs> Um, it would.
2: Be, it is perfect that it could happen on national TV, like against the Bucks or against the Warriors, though. Like, and they not, set it up that way, obviously. Like could. this it whole week, will. not it could. it. they'll find then, and I'm gonna tip the cap to the schedule makers for knowing how much LeBron averaged and like, all right, this week we're gonna put the game against the Celtics, the game against the Knicks, the game against the Bucks, and the game against the Warriors all in there and trying to get it done. Because it was literally like like it's such a like the four biggest games on their schedule, basically, like right. national TV-wise. And it's like, oh yeah, let's just maybe do that at the same time. Braun could break the record. Very smart. I like it. There you go.
0: And uh, speaking of breaking records and the Warriors, Steph, this past week, also passed Wilt uh, on Monday night, actually, for the most field goals made in Warriors franchise history. Um, so, I mean, he's he's uh, cementing himself even further okay. as just the greatest player in, in Warriors franchise history. Um, other news, Joe Missoula named Team Giannis head coach for the All-Star Game. So, Joe Mazzula, head coach of the Boston Celtics. He well and his deserved. staff – yeah, it's it's awesome. He says he doesn't care, but the the Celtics team isn't buying that. Um, they're they're all juiced for him and, and psyched. But um, it's it's kind of weird. I I heard rumblings that it's going to be Mike Malone um for the, LeBron's side of the All Star game, but they haven't announced the the other head coach yet, which I thought was a little strange. But I've heard it's Mike Malone. I, I'm I'm not I'm not exactly sure who they're going to land on, it could, but it
1: could be LeBron player coach too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we need. Yeah, Rod, we need, that's, we need that's, what, that's probably Ron. why they're waiting. Brod's like just
2: lobbying with the league. He's like, dude, not, yeah. now it's a fucking coach. We don't need no coach. I'm picking the guys before the game yeah. and I'm coaching like, them
0: I'll, up. I'll pass Kareem on national television if you, if you guys let me just coach this Yeah, show yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, like the ball's awesome. in your court now. Um, But yeah, that's, like, don't, that's don't make me go it. off it's for 50 up. against the Pacers. Don't make me do it. I will. I'll do this shit while no one's watching. <laughs>
2: <laughs> while your yeah.
0: precious little
2: ABC
1: game's going on, I'll break the record. I don't oh. care. I'll put them the, uh,
2: up Yeah, the OKC
1: <laughs> games, ten thirty at night on Tuesday. LeBron's like, I'll, I'll do it at 1 in the morning. I'll do it at 1 in the morning. <laughs> on a free throw? I'll, I'm going to lie
2: 20 times in the fourth quarter. Just watch. Just wait. <laughs>
0: That'll be perfect. Insane. Um yeah, that's that's pretty much it from the news and notes. A lot of history, uh, a lot of a lot of Lakers centric there. But let's get to the, the happy hour hoops power rankings. Uh Celtics staying in that one spot. As much as the NBA keeps wanting to not have us there, I appreciate you guys agreeing with me that, that the best record team and the team that it's continues take to win to move them. Yeah. should still sit there. Uh, the big surprise this week, the Sixers, we had to do it. We had to We had to welcome them to the Happy Hour Hoops rankings. They're playing too good. Arguably the hottest team in the NBA right now at the two seed or the two in the power rankings. Denver Nuggets at number three. There's just steady staying there. Jokic is absolutely on a tear. I know Steve has some words for Jokic once I get through the rest of these teams. Milwaukee Bucks, I, I love the the little comment we have. Boringly awesome because – it just seems like it's, it's Giannis dropping 50 and then company, you know, helping out. Mm-hmm. Memphis Grizzlies, they've been on a bit of a skid, but I guess, you know, the, the the way their team's built and, you know, the talent they have and how good we know they can be. They, they sit at that five spot still. And then honorable mentions, Jake. We, we need those Cavs to to break into the top five here because they've been chilling. Into Dude, I didn't even want to put them. At, I didn't even
2: want to put them at six. I almost took them out of the rankings. I almost put Miami ahead of them. I had a long day with the Cavs on these rankings. It was. It's not looking good, boys. They need a move. Uh, what, they need a move was very it? bad it was
1: three or four weeks ago we were talking about Miami mentioned with Chicago I said they were and dead yeah. and you know, I know and I said never doubt spolstra never doubt heat culture and here we are once again Miami's winning games with just stifling defense. Bam's been playing out of his mind. Jimmy's looked good. It's just Miami doesn't go away. You have that type of culture. You have that coach. They don't go away. And I know it might be a stretch right now putting an honorable mention, you know, top seven right now. But Miami's playing like a top 17.
2: No, they're (laughs) 8-2 in their last 10. I I wanted Brooklyn to stay in there, but only when KD comes back, Brooklyn can go back in there. That's that's what I think. Um, Dude, no, I was – texting my friends yesterday leading up to that Cavs game my one friend he's the more optimistic of the, of the bunch but he was like no we're gonna smoke them i was like dude i am so nervous and this is such a huge game because they are breathing down our necks playing well mm-hmm. and the Cavs' problem is they just get bullied man they just get bullied and in key moments like like bam had his way in key moments jimmy butler had the the absolute Get, like nail in the coffin jumper. Where do you think he took that jumper from, guys? If you didn't see, did you guys see the game end of the game?
0: I didn't Just take a guess yeah. where Jimmy I've...
2: Butler took the dagger jumper from. Dunny, don't say anything. Steve, where did he Proud, take it from?
1: Probably the baseline on a little turnaround.
2: It came. Came across, came across the lane, mm-hmm. got to yeah. like the right wing, little little oh, turnaround, and Mobley looked turnaround. like he had no idea what the fuck was coming. I'm oh, like, bro, that's that's Jimmy brother's
1: done Cuthers. that every day, every time. I mean, you know exactly Cuthers. where. Cuthers. I'm watching, I'm
2: watching, I'm sitting this. I'm like, all right, Jimmy's, he's going to the left, he's ice wing, he's gonna come across, he's gonna come back across and get his little fadeaway jumper, and he's oh. gonna car- bury it, and they're gonna like, go up by five, it. and this game's like, gonna be done. And Mobley just lets him go the whole way. And I'm like, like, that's just – it's little things like that. The biggest thing about the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we can move on to the other teams, the power rankings that are playing good basketball. Karis LeVert had 14 points last night. It was a minus 19. That's all I have to say. Dude needs to go. Like, I am just – get him out. I'll, I'll drive him. I'll drive to Cleveland to drive him somewhere else because I'm just so tired of it, man. It's so bad. And they, they last night, I think Miami shoots what? Forty-eight percent or forty-seven percent from three, or like high forties. They're always gonna. The Cavs are always gonna have trouble just because Garland and Mitchell are so small on the perimeter. But that means you have to have a wing yeah. who can fucking defend. And Karis Levert is just yeah. not
1: that. What about Okoro? Cora?
0: Okoro's also not that. I'll answer 4 <laughs> j He was <laughs> out. here <laughs> I just
1: love bringing up Okoro. He's better
0: it. defensively.
2: I'll give him that. He is much better defensively. And he's actually been shooting like average i wasn't gonna say good but he's been shooting like league average from three so okoro's off my shit list they need to get rid of karis Levert. really really and every team in the league is apparently asked about karis Levert. that was the report the other day so
1: okay
0: something's gonna happen with it i'm sure steve talk your talk on the on the nuggets here and tell us why they're they're, tell us why they're gonna be the number one in the power ranking next week I,
1: I think this is one of the best teams in basketball. Their biggest issue right now is the bench depth, And I think come trade deadline, they may make a few moves. It's a couple of rumors. Maybe Bones is rumored. But Nikola Jokic is – no one No one can say he's not a three-time MVP right now. What he's doing – I watched the game last night, the entire game, nuggets pal – and it's Jokic put up video game numbers. I think it was 26, 18 and 15, which is just insane, but it was the passes. He's making guys Jokic. I've never seen a big man make these type of passes that Jokic is. It's one handed passes. It's cross court passes. It's no look passes. He, he, crossed over Herb Jones. He broke Herb Jones' (laughs) ankles, splitting a double team and scored. Nikola Jokic, who won the back-to-back MVPs, is playing significantly better this year than he has the past two years. And not only that, if you watched the game last night, Jamal Murray is starting to get very close to to back-to-full Jamal Murray. And that is, is terrifying for the rest of the league because Aaron Gordon's taken a step up and played great this year. MPJ's starting to play a little bit better, a little more consistent. You have Bruce Brown, who's given him really good minutes, and Jamal Murray is looking like Jamal Murray. Like It's looking yeah, like he he's yeah. 100% Jamal Murray. And you take those guys and you put it with Jokic who right now is not allowing anyone who follows the NBA to even argue that he's not going to win a third MVP with the way he's playing right now. He's averaging over a 25-point triple-double. He's averaging a triple-double. Not only that, he's playing with the highest efficiency about to be in NBA history. And the Nuggets are winning games. What was the biggest argument before about, oh, Jokic isn't going to win a third MVP. The Nuggets are going to choke in the playoffs because they don't win these big games. They're winning these big games. The only one yep. they really did lose is when Embiid scored 47 on them, which, you know what, that's why Philly's at two. I don't agree with it, but that's Hold why up, bro. At two. I understand you- it, but but jokic is be, having these clutch type moments they're winning these big games now so i feel like right now the denver nuggets i think are the best if not the second best team in basketball i really do
0: it's crazy yeah, cuz jokic if he wanted to could be averaging well over 30 as well but it just, no, it just speaks to his greatness because he's he's not he's not averaging 30 he's averaging 25 triple double and he's the best team in the on the best team in the west
2: all right, let me present this to you because I brought it up earlier to you guys too. If the Lakers are the six seed and LeBron keeps playing like he is, is it going to be Jokic or is it going to be LeBron? Because you know the Heat. I'm not just saying this because I want it to be LeBron. Obviously, I want it to be LeBron, but I legitimately D. think D. yes. I legitimately think if they keep if they start winning and like he keeps playing like this, that as after All Star break. It's gonna start the train will start rolling in for it. It the, might, the media, but there's the if
1: Jokic is averaging a triple double and the Nuggets are the one seed, there's nothing they can do to not give him a third. There's no way you can say that's not a third. Because look at some of the MVPs like in the past, right? You had you had crazy statistical seasons without really the winning or whatnot that won over LeBron James. It's if Jokic does it. And I know they don't want to give him a third. They don't want to give him a third. He's not giving them a reason. <laughs> like, there's no there's no leg to stand on right now that Jokic doesn't deserve a third MVP. It's not only that. He's blowing out everyone in these advanced stat metrics, too. So you have the stats on your side. Now you have the wins on your side. And he's putting up these type of highlight reel plays. Like I, I told you last night, some of these passes, go back and watch all 15 assists he had. There were a few where it's like, all right, pass to the wide open shooter. But his court vision is unlike anyone else's. It's unbelievable the reads he was making, the way he was passing people open. I mean, it's just—and you know—as much as I love the guy right behind me over there, good old Luka Doncic, who was putting up ridiculous numbers. I can't—I can't argue it right now. Jokic is the MVP if he stays healthy and continues this pace. Right. I can't—I can't argue it. I can't do it. And I know there's going to be LeBron stands that'll argue it. And I get it with the age that might play a little factor. But if the Nuggets are the one seed in the West, there's no way.
2: They're going to bring up the rosters, too. It's going to happen. And they're going to bring up 80 missing games. I'm just, I'm just, I. I've, I've been in the world too long, guys. I've seen. I see it all. Like I, am on the outside, but I'm on the inside. It's a beautiful spot. They're gonna bring the thing. No, you won't. You won't see my MVP campaign unless it's like end of March and it's like he's really close. Then I'll my Twitter will just go crazy. Uh, don't worry, you'll see something. But I, I think that I think you're right. I think it should be Jokic at this point if they're the one, especially if they're the one, like. In the league too, because like, they're only oh, a game man. behind the Celtics now. Sorry, mm-hmm. Duncan. but the, I mean that's like, crazy. They're, they're just going on, on a run, though. They're just going on
1: a run. But also, Jamal Murray is is back to Jamal. Murray. Back. If you look at he's what he's back. been doing lately, too not not just yep. like the points he's putting up, but the way he's playing, the confidence he's playing at, the step back looks like the Your confidence vintage. man step back exactly. Once you get uh, that,
0: confidence, once a star player gets that confidence, it's just it just switches just like Don't that. I will say I wasn't, I wasn't awake to watch the game last night, but I did. I woke up like right when it ended uh, and my TV was playing it. And I just heard Jamal Murray talking to, I forget who was interviewing him. Honestly, I was literally half asleep, but I just heard Jamal Murray say, you know, this is the basketball we can play. And what we're focused is on, you know, playing into June and winning a championship. And I'm like, honestly, they have one of the deepest rosters in the league. If Jamal's playing like this, if Jokic is playing like that, there's no reason they can't come out of the West. So. The confidence is there. Jokic just playing like that. So, yeah, they got a good. They got a good case to be that team this year. But they got. They got to hold up. Yep, 100%. Do it for a full season, baby. But it is exciting. It's exciting for Denver fans. I mean, they. This oh, is yeah. this. This must be the most confident you know, they've been in, in quite some time because they've had, you know, they've had these exciting teams since Jokic has been Ever. there. Ever. I mean, in 20 this,
2: years, it, even more yeah. than Melo, I feel like, because they were, yes. there was, you know, you had Kobe ahead of you, like the different Spurs, all that. Like, there's nobody there. It is theirs for the taking. Who's
1: the biggest yeah. threat to them in the West right now? Maybe if you had to pick one team. The I mean, Pelican it's not the Pelicans. are healthy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was gonna say it's not them, bro. Like it's crazy that the Pelicans are already the 11 seed now. Like I mean, the West is just a jumbled mess. They've been hurt. They've been so hurt too. When they're healthy, if if
2: they're if they're fully healthy, I think it's the Clippers. If they're again, they're fully healthy. They gotta be healthy too. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. but I I I, I I I guarantee you
2: the Nuggets do not want to see LeBron James and Anthony Davis in Uh, a one eight series. I know. I
1: know. I know.
2: Listen, if they if they play a A series. If they play in a series, I'm picking the Lakers.
1: I'm sorry. I'm not. Well, picking AD's the one move. matchup that would maybe limit Jokic a little bit, right? And also put him in a pretzel defensively. Who's AD stopping
2: LeBron James hard. on the Denver Nuggets?
1: KCP.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he knows his tricks. He knows his tricks. Uncle Jeff Green. He did it once. Maybe he'll do it again. Uncle Jeff might. He might <laughs> yam on him once. At least. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> that was awesome all right dunny is running out because he has actual basketball to play me and steve are just gonna sit here and probably i don't know what i've got chicken fingers so i'm gonna stuff my face with those and watch Ooh. other people play basketball later that sounds good but we have some more stuff to get into at the end here let's roll with the tra- trade deadline here we're about i don't know, how far are we from the trade deadline like about 2 weeks. So I think it's 2 yeah, weeks today. I think we're close. we're pretty close. Um so we've got we know there are some big names that are like have already been on the docket. Um there's there's going to be some moves. There's been some names popping up this week too. There's been an interesting name that came up, but I think we need to start we just have OG listed here, but I think let's just start with the Raptors in general. Who yeah. the Raptors and the Jazz are the two most interesting trade teams to me obviously. Jazz have been all year long. Mm -hmm. um they seem like they're ready to at least sell off some pieces here I don't know if they're going to sell the farm and they're not in a position to really tank but it seems like the plan is still like we can get some value for some guys but what do you let's start with the Raptors like how do you feel about their guys do you think they're going to blow it up fully and where do you think they go
1: I I told you this last week, too. I think the Raptors have, they, they don't have many options. They can't stay put because I don't think they're good enough to really be competitive in the East if they stay put. And I also don't think that they're buyers, so the the by logic it would be blow it up. And then if you look at yep. their roster, I think the only true untouchable guy they won't move is Scotty Barnes. They'll have to get a Kings ransom for Pascal Siakam, so I assume Pascal's going to stay. I'm looking at OG Anobi, and I'm looking at uh, probably Gary Trent is probably the two pieces there. I think Anobi is a big kind of uh, draw for a lot of teams because he's a guy. He you is don't my need it.
2: obviously. He's one of my favorite players in the league, but my dream Cavalier. Like, if you're talking oh, about what they oh. need... Oh, you you talk a you're t- you're about a
1: dream <laughs> player to go to the Mavs. Yeah. I'm right yeah. there. I'm yeah. right there yeah. with... Yeah. So, he's I mean, but uh,
2: everywhere he's literally it, could that's, into anybody's lineup. Yet. And
1: that's the thing I look at OG and OB and I almost look at him as a better version of Mikael Bridges. And what do I always say about Mikael Bridges? He's the best kind of teammate to have. He's never going to score 30, 35 in a game, but he's going to hit his open shots. He's not going to make me- mental dumb plays. He's a lockdown on ball defender lockdown on ball defender. He can handle the ball a little bit himself. He can pass the ball a little bit himself. Not crazy playmaker, but decent enough. Just a well-rounded basketball player and someone you want on the floor to play a lot of minutes for your team. Also, he's not going to miss many games. Anobi's going to play pretty much every single night. I think he's a great ad for a lot of these teams competing, you know, going for the playoffs. Obviously, I would love him to go to the Mavs. Obviously, I know you'd love him to go to the Cavs. You look at a few other teams that could be decent fits. I mean, I know uh, Dunny has the Knicks listed here. I can see it a little bit. I'm looking at Milwaukee as well, as I think Anobi would be a big up to Milwaukee as well. But he's a guy really, Uh like you said at the start, Jake, It's a perfect fit for pretty much every team besides the teams that already have an OG Anobi. And there's really only a couple OG Anobis in the league. And I think it's Mikhail Bridges and Herb Jones. But I think OG Anobi brings a little more offensively than um Mikhail Bridges. And I think he's he's a little bit, you know, I guess better overall of a player than Herb Jones right now. So you look at OG Anobi, I think there's a ton of great landing spots for him. But I think he's someone who a lot of, you know, I call him casual fans kind of sleep on. But he's a great player to have. He's a guy you can lock in for 35-plus minutes a night. He's a guy who, if you're going up against a superstar, you're like, oh, gee, go cover him. And he can. He's a great defender, arguably one of the best on-ball defenders in the NBA. And he's someone I think that, in the right spot, could average 15, 18 a game. So I think Anobi could really go anywhere and be a great fit for a lot of competing teams and I think it's a perfect spot right now because I don't think Toronto is going to want to hold on to him and they're going to want to get assets cuz I don't think Toronto's competing right now and I think they know that and I think they know that the window is kind of shutting quickly if they want to do a full rebuild because what you want to do is you want to get assets to build around Scotty Barnes, who has actually been playing out of his mind this past month. Yeah. He's actually He started slow this year. He finally stepped it up in January, his best month by far this season. Pascal Siakam's been great for him, but you really never know if, like, i love pascal don't get me wrong but i think if toronto is, isn't competing right now is pascal someone you want to hold on to for you know a few years down the road he's and an i interesting, think
2: he's he's an interesting guy where i think when i think about like stars that might mm-hmm. get moved because like exactly it would take what you're saying, a right?
1: lot it would take a yeah, lot to but, get him and my guess is he's gonna stay put deadline maybe off season but he's he's yeah, i love him. you awesome. know how much i love pascal i think he stays put but that means I think these role guys in Toronto are the ones who kind of get traded off. We're looking at Gary Trent, maybe Van Vliet. But for some reason, in my head, I just feel like Van Vliet's always going to be with Toronto. And then OG Anobi who we talked about, I think is probably the biggest piece because I think they'll get a decent return. And also, I think he's going to draw the most interest because there's so many teams that can use an OG and OB type player on their team.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been looking at Miami. As an OG and OB place. Yeah. If you think about Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, OG and OB, Bam Adebayo, final five. That's, that's pretty so sad. And maybe not even Lowry. Maybe it's, you know, whoever it is, if it's Kayla Martin, yeah. whatever guard that they need in that position, because it hasn't been Lowry all year, but still those four together, especially defensively. What? Oh, well, no, I think he right written all over. Exactly. <laughs> he is a heat culture guy through and through from everything, you know, um, I think Portland's a very interesting place yeah. where they need they need another piece if they want to make the playoffs. And it just feels like he would slip in right there with Simon and help so much defensively too and just solidify that that lineup. It could be. Um I really like your Milwaukee. Your Milwaukee pick there because they just need some youth. They need an injection it's of youth. something.
1: Fortis, yeah. Fortis, who's been playing great, is hurt and not for an extended period of time. Middleton's been coming off the bench lately, and he just hasn't looked like the Chris yeah. Middleton pre-injury. Drew's getting up there in age, and it's just like, I just... I don't trust these guys, like Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, to play these you know big type minutes with Milwaukee. And I think Anobi would be perfect for Milwaukee because then you're mm-hmm. looking at two stretch forwards, Giannis and Anobi playing together. That are, that that is the scariest defensive combo in the league right there.
2: Yeah, and if you can have Brooke out there too, like yeah. good luck getting it's- into the paint. Exactly. Good luck, <laughs> and that yeah, and even if if Middleton's at your two there too, you're so your smallest guy is Drew Holiday, who's like six four and is six a tank. Four. Like it's impossible Middleton's to move. 67 six, 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 seven. Six, seven. And yeah. then you
1: got six, seven Anobi, seven seven foot Giannis. I know he's not yeah. listed seven, but he's seven foot and seven foot Brook Lopez. Yeah, good luck scoring on Milwaukee.
2: Yeah, they're an interesting Van vliet place too, Milwaukee, because of what you were just saying with Carter. I think yeah. that I would rather have Fred Van vliet than. Javon Carter, I feel like I would too, um, but know. I also
1: think Van Vleet's probably going to go somewhere where he has a larger role. Would be my yeah. guess.
2: That's yeah, I'm with that too. Um, maybe so. Maybe he goes like a a lesser team in the off because mm-hmm. I feel like he wants to get a payday no matter what. Like he's yeah. definitely going to be a rental and wants to test free agency. Yeah. Um, Bones Highland is the guy I want to talk oh. about next because this is kind of new. Like Bones is basically he got he he did the old unfollowed the denver nuggets took out denver nuggets guard from his twitter bio like it's not looking great for bones he's a pretty young guy and a good contract there's there's gonna be a team that takes a chance yeah
1: high potential i think a team should take a chance on bones because when the nuggets have had injuries and he's had to fill in he's played great and he is a raw talent but he's got super high potential and i think it's just kind of a frustration thing right Bones looks at this roster now that the Nuggets are fully healthy, and he's kind of the odd man out. He's gonna get his minutes off the bench, but he's kind of the odd man out in these important games, these important situations. They're playing Brown late game minutes over him. Why? Because Brown's a veteran. He has the experience, he's a good defender, like he's not gonna put trouble. And they Tasty just
2: paid pee. him a good chunk of change exactly. to <laughs> They're
1: gonna play over Bones Highland in these, you know, close games, late game situations. Well, they, don't so,
2: they, don't Bones. Bones. they don't need bone they don't need Bones' creation at the end of the but, game. That's the last thing they need.
1: But the Nuggets' biggest issue is depth. So if maybe they can get a couple pieces to come off the bench rather than have just Bones there. And I think Bones is someone who can bring back a couple pieces and maybe even some draft capital because I Mm -hmm. think a lot of NBA GMs have seen the flashes of his potential. And I think Bones Highland can be a very, very good player. Just feels like he's the odd man out in Denver right now. And that's not a good feeling to have, especially when the team is first place in the West and you're competing. You want everyone to be locked in for the team. And if Bones isn't locked in, if Bones wants to have a larger role somewhere else, if I'm Denver, get him out now. Get him out now because you'll get a good return. Because I guarantee you, someone's willing to pay a pretty good price for Bones Island with the age and the potential he has.
2: The Milwaukee Bucks that we were just talking about should be all over this if they want to give up another pick, a future pick, because it's a again an injection of youth and a guy they could an asset that they could keep for an extended time with Giannis because mm-hmm. everybody's clock is ticking there. So any way that they can get younger. They should try to do no matter whatever it is, and it, and it, maybe it's not even a perfect fit, guy. But like, right. you're just looking at their roster, and it's you know that their drop off is coming, and you don't want that to come when Giannis is in his prime and he's putting up 50 point nights that yeah. we're not even talking about because it's just like, oh yeah, Giannis 50, 13, and 10, uh, whatever. Like, right? But yeah. he has to do that a lot of nights this year. Right. Like he's he's going hard all year because it's not the same squad. Bones, I like for that scenario where did i just what what do you think that um the nugget like i know that they want to pick for sure for him
1: yeah they, but they, they want another first. guy
2: to I, one saw one him, I saw i saw the wizards most- fans offering like delon right within a first which is like and eh, like i don't know if they want need even need another guard like what else, wouldn't you just want another wing that you could just have like just a wing defender who can, can who can do it, something
1: well, that's the thing. If I'm the Nuggets, rather than just trying to get that first-round pick and then a guy who's probably not going to have a huge role, maybe either try to get a pick a couple years down the road or mm-hmm. even you know, even a second round and then get a couple just guys you can play off the bench. I can't think of any names that fit that description perfectly right now. Is I'll there a
2: way right that it. another guy but, on our list here, um, mm-hmm. Jay
1: Crowder, doesn't that seem like a, a good fit? That could be a fit for the Nuggets. That could be a fit. But, it's, but I don't it's know if the weird. Nuggets and
2: Suns would want to trade too. That's. A I there.
1: don't think it's they'd want to do a swap. I think they both want the same thing. They want a first rounder or they want an asset they could use in return. With Who's worth more, capital.
2: Jay Crowder or Bones Highland?
1: Bones Highland.
2: I would take yeah, – But I, I think Jay Crowder is going Although get, a lot of
1: teams want Jay Crowder. I, know, I feel like Jay Crowder a, is going to get more I than command. Bones,
2: but I would rather have Bones than Jay Crowder.
1: I agree. Even Jay Crowder – Jake the, Crowder. Oh man. The reason, Jake, and I, I get it. I understand like your frustration. The reason I think Jake Crowder would get more in return: experience, and you know I what know. you're gonna get in that. What to compete? everybody calls here. On? Everybody calls him a three and D and he shoots like 33%. He's not I, a good three-point shooter. I, I get that. I I completely understand that. But what do you know? these teams competing want? What are they usually looking yeah. for at the deadline? They're not looking to get a 22-year-old that's going to develop over the year. They're looking for a guy they can plug in. If Jay Crowder is someone that a playoff team can get, who he – if Jay Crowder only plays 15 minutes each playoff game, but he gives you decent minutes yeah. off the bench, he plays good defense – and he shoots four times and goes one of four with a three-point shot, they're going yeah, to take that.
2: They're
1: going to take there. that. And so that's why I think at the deadline, Jay Crowder is that type of player Well, he'll get more. But in my opinion, like, obviously competing teams aren't going to go – Maybe go after Bones, maybe, but I think Bones Highland actually is going to go somewhere where he's going to have a larger role than he does in Denver. So I don't think it's going to be a a team competing for a ship this year, maybe a couple years down the road. It'll be interesting to see who goes after him, but I think that's kind of the way you go after Bones, in my opinion. I don't know. I just – Hey, I'm – it's
2: a weird it's a weird spot to be in when you're a contender trying to trade away a young guy like it's like exactly. it's like you would never expect it but they, it's everything you said like they need it they really need like it makes more sense for them to just he's not gonna get paid by them like it's just cut right. law lo- get and honestly this is probably the time to maximize it too jay crowder um the bucks offered apparently Serge Ibaka, jordan noir our boy george hill and a second round pick would you have taken that trade
1: I hate a and Hill right now.
2: Exactly. That's, right now that's, that's where I'm at.
1: Second. Right now it's Nora in a second. And if you're the Suns, what does Nora in a second do yeah. for you? What is – hold on to Jay. You could, I, at that point, you're like just let's hear other offers, right? What does that do for you? Is it a fair value right now for Jay Crowder? I guess. But what does it do for you? I don't you? know. And I just – I don't – like – I don't know. Like George Hill is an afterthought. George Hill is some. I like. I don't. I don't want to hear that name anymore. And then Serge Ibaka is just not Serge Ibaka of old anymore. He's just too old. He's just too yeah. old. He's just if not, he he's was,
2: old. he would be playing for the Milwaukee Bucks right now. He wouldn't be sitting on the bench. Agreed. They they Agreed. clearly don't think he offers anything. Agreed. And are just like. Hey, you, you'll so sit at home,
1: Like, Yeah, you're like, okay, it's like four pieces for J Crowder. It's like, all right, but let's throw two pieces out the window right off the bat, yeah. George. Will, George Hill's <laughs> yeah. not playing on the Phoenix. Doesn't
2: feel, It feels like the 2K <laughs> offer where you're just like, who are the three lowest guys with a lot yeah. of money that I can put in this offer? Ex- and <laughs>
1: exactly. And then we'll throw a second rounder in there. Yeah, yeah, the second, yeah. It's like, no, that's not how this works. So I, I don't know. That offer, I looked at that offer. There were some people that were like surprised. I was like, why are you surprised? Surprised. Like I think there's it's a lot the of names in their and it's head. The names like, oh, too. George Hill, Sir, Tabaka, notable names. It's like, well, not anymore.
2: Yeah, not and anymore. that's part of the problem too. Is and I think that's why it got leaked like that. Is because they yeah. knew casual fans. They'd be like, well, what the fuck? You don't want serge abaca and George Hill for Jay Crowder? Is right, like, right, yeah, George, right. George Hill played basketball. Like, yeah. no, I, I really don't. um That yeah, it's it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. The thing is, the Suns are asking for way too much for Jay Crowder as it is. As I, at least in my opinion, as I stated earlier, just don't think he's as good as (laughs) like as his reputation gives him over the last like six years. Like even with Boston, didn't think he was that good. Especially when he was with the Cavs. This is obviously where this this hatred really started because when they traded for Jay Crowder, I was like, oh, sick! Jay Crowder's on the roster, and then Braun was like get this motherfucker as far away from me as he possibly can, like halfway through the year. And you're like, what happened? I thought Jay Crowder was like the piece. And so that's never good. That's what, and, and the Jay Crowder trade also brought in my boy Jordan Clarkson, which can never True. be mad about. One of my favorite players in the league. Another guy that I wanted to talk about here, was, as we were talking about the Jazz earlier, Jordan Clarkson, who maybe he doesn't get traded because he is just – he might just be too good to get traded, like the Jazz, like Danny Hayes Just be like, I he can't really afford to lose this guy. that
1: starter role this year. He's been incredible,
2: but he might be the biggest trade piece out there. If somebody asking like people, every team has to be asking for him. Every team has to be asking for him. Well,
1: I mean, how, why wouldn't you want a guy like that? Jordan Clarkson is someone who fits in perfectly. If you want him in the starting role, he's great. He can play make. He can create his own shot. He can create his own shot to another degree. And he's someone who can get red hot and score 30 a night. But Jordan Clarkson's also someone who can come off the bench for any competing team. And that's a great fit because Clarkson has been a six-man role. He's fine with that role. He knows how to do well in that role. So you can have Clarkson. And and we've seen this how many years, Jake? Where, you know, the, the Jazz will be down by like 12, 13. And then it's like four minutes into the second quarter, eight minutes to go to the half. Clarkson's got 15 on five of six shooting, and the Jazz are right back in the game. That's just what Clarkson does. The dude's a microwave. When he starts cooking, he starts cooking. And Clarkson is someone where he's already had that six-man role off the bench. And we see this so much now. We've seen it with the Lakers. We see it with a ton of teams. Obviously, the Pacers were doing it up at Mathur, but that's a different situation because he's a rookie. But we see it with so many teams where maybe he is a top-five player on their team. But he's coming off the bench. He has a six-man. And then he plays the late-game minutes. And I think that's a perfect role for Clarkson if the Jazz do trade him. That. Like, listen, man. If you're the Jazz, like, you're, I mean, they're already been great making moves. But they've been getting the best out of their <laughs> players this year, too. Lori Markin playing above his head. Jordan Clarkson having a career year. Walker Kessler, his, I didn't think he'd have this type of impact as a rookie. So he started now,
2: man. that has to
1: Oh, he's been great. He's, he's been fa- fantastic. fantastic.
2: Um Sorry, right, let's I'm get curious. To
1: I, I don't know. I don't know if Arsenal will get traded, but he definitely is a enticing piece. I don't know either.
2: The jazz are the jazz are an anomaly. Like I, I have no idea what who they're gonna try to get rid of. Like we know marketing's not going anywhere, obviously. I think that's it. Like anybody else could be stay they could keep everybody, they could get rid of everybody else. I have no idea. Really don't know. Uh, let's get through the next the last couple names here before we wrap up. Um your boy Dorian Finney Smith, Mark Cuban, oh wants a star player equivalent for Dorian. Ma- Mark
1: Cuban, I love you. I love you, Mark Cuban, but I would like a million dollars too. Like, well, what what the hell are we doing here? Well, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, no shit, you'd like. No shit. I think, shit he's, you'd trolling. Like a star I think he's trolling. I think he's trolling. Finney Smith, of, of course. Everybody, like, what are we doing here? Of course. Of course. Like, what? <laughs> With like a star player. Well, yeah, it'd be Dorian Finney Smith with five other pieces to get that star player. Well, what do you think? A team's going to be like, see that? I'm like, oh, 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 we're going to get Dorian Finney Smith. Let's ship them off right now. Ship the star player. Off. I. I I I mean, he has to be trolling, right? He has to be trolling. If we could could
2: ask him to elaborate further, he'd be like, well, Rudy Gobert got. (laughs) And then we'd be like, oh, okay. Okay,
1: now I get it. Dorian Finney-Smith is literally the definition of that just such an average basketball player (laughs) that does everything okay. He's, a, he's an okay defender. He's an okay shooter. He's an okay triple. Like he like Dorian Finney Smith. He doesn't move the needle for anyone. And he's nope. like he's been in a good situation. He's probably in the best situation for his team being on the Mavs, where Luca could just give him wide open shots every game. But I mean, Mark Cuban, what are we doing here? Yeah, I would like yeah start yeah, right. playing for Dorian Smith. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Well, let's make it happen. Make put together a package. Because it's not going to be Dorian Finney-Smith straight up. No, You're going to do Dorian just, Finney-Smith straight up. You'll man. get a you'll get a third round pick, and there's only two rounds in the draft. That's what's going to happen if you offer him straight up.
2: <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark is just having night sweats already about the prospect of losing Luca, and he's like, "We need to trade Dorian. We need a star player.
1: Somebody." It's but but, he but seriously, he, he needs to try to get someone to go with Luca. think Christian, what is Brad great. Beal? Christian, what has been great? Brad Bradville, you know who I was talking about a few weeks ago. I don't know if they blow it up because they're 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 in the same spot they are every year, right on the cusp of the plane. It's the Chicago Bulls, but I want Like I think Zach Levine would be a perfect fit with Luca. Oh, Levine
2: would be, perfect. I, mean, would be perfect. I don't. You'd have to give up my, a
1: shit mode, but it'd be a perfect fit.
2: If I can give you my intel from uh from the, the Chicago market, Levine Levine will be the only guy that's staying, I think, at this point. That, and that's DeR- what I
1: think is smart. I think a
2: sneaky – I think Vucevic is probably going to get traded at the deadline, who is another really? name, and I don't know where he's going to go. And I think a sneaky trade deadline guy is DeMar. I don't know if he's going to be – I don't know if he's going to be here after this month. What's DeMar? 30? Really 30, 33?
1: 33. 33 it's years just, old. And he's going to take a lot to get him, which means it has to be a contending team that's willing to sell off a lot of pieces of the future. That's so the bone a- we, we were talking like about. Denver, years, right? We were talking about Denver. That that could mm-hmm. be a bone
2: spot because they're going to need a guard. They're going to like the, Lonzo is basically done. They're not going to resign. Kobe. They're not one of I O or Kobe is going to be gone. I would assume. I don't. There, think- there's no reason to keep both of them. I don't, I don't think know. the Nuggets
1: would pay that price. They'd have to give a lot.
2: They'd have to give How up fun would DeRozan pitch be, though?
1: Oh, it'd be great. It'd be great. Oh it because so then, at that point, that point, the defenses would be put in the back because you've got you to cover the arc. With MPJ, you gotta you gotta cover a, Jamal Murray everywhere, and then yeah. you have Jokic, who is the best at drawing that double team, and you've got arguably one of, probably a top five, I can argue top three mid range shooter in the NBA yeah. with DeRozan. Just so imagine the pick course, and pops and shit. Wild. Oh, it would be wild. Oh, dude. It would be absolutely wild. I don't think the Nuggets would do that, but
2: you know that's anyway. the spot. We, I'm, we, I'm just say, I'm just saying. saying. I'm just saying I want to put it on – I wanted to put it on record that I will not be shocked, for one, if DeMar DeRozan gets traded, and I think the NBA world will be. And I just want to say, like, from what I'm hearing around – people are not – like, even the Bulls have been playing better. Nobody – everybody wants the Bulls to blow it up, really.
1: They should blow it up. They're going to get to the playoffs and lose in five.
2: My Uber conversations – that's been my uber conversations now or just bulls conversations because the bear season is done so i'm like what do you think about the bulls like what's and they're in a weird spot yeah. that's what it is a lot there's a good amount that are just like man we just need to get rid of everybody like we tried we took a swing and it didn't work and right. that's fair like they did take a swing and it didn't yeah. work and, and it, no. a lot of it is because of injuries like if lonzo yeah. was playing right now who knows what they are who knows what he developed into he could be sure. he could be their best player on their team
1: and, and also, just his, his whole career doesn't know what defense is. That's the. He's just
2: thing a sieve, bro. Yeah. It was it was never going to work. That that trade was never going to work with the Rosen. I'm sorry. I think we said that last year on the pod. I was like, listen, yeah. I love it. They're never going to play any defense, and they never have. Yaka yeah. yeah. yeah,
1: Purtle. Jakob pertle is gonna be a Celtic, right? Like there's hey, no other that's team what Dunny says. Reverse. That's Dunny's trying to will it into existence. <laughs> I and I, I have not Pertl- seen
2: another team got mentioned along with him, and he has the Raptors mentioned here, and that would just be
1: so hilarious. So dumb. Be so dumb. <laughs> no, but I mean Jakob is also one of those guys, too, that would be a perfect type of Celtic. He'd be mm-hmm. he'd be a perfect fit for them. Um I mean Jakob Pertl- And it's really it's kind of an indictment
2: on Al Horford because he's just it's he's just old. Like they they don't want to play him 20 minutes a game. They want to play
1: him 12 to 15. And that's the thing. Maybe by limiting his minutes, he can make more impactful minutes. And you know, Mm -hmm. Al Horford is a big game player. It's big Al Horford for a reason. He's a big (laughs) game player. Jacoperto is someone who could spell him in maybe the lesser important games in the regular season for a little bit. And then you'll see in the playoffs, maybe Horford's minutes increase. Or Perdo, too, is also someone based on the matchup could be a really good addition for the Celtics because outside of their other big men, he gives them a little bit more offensively than the other big men. Rob, Will, Al Horford, like, like, Pirtle, Pirtle can give you a little bit more. And maybe that's what the Celtics need.
2: Yeah, definitely. And Robert Williams's health, like, I think you might have just mentioned there, but like, that's just like a thing that you have to, like, you don't want to worry for it, but they have to have some insurance plan for it. And if Pirtle, if, if Williams got hurt. Obviously, the defense would take a step back, but we saw how amazing their offense was at the beginning of the year without Williams, and Pirtle would only enhance that. He he can fit into that offense seamlessly and do the dirty work they need to. All right, we got a couple guys to get through here. The uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are looking to trade Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt's had a tough year. I don't know if he's really going to get Beasley even. like His stock has definitely dropped. But both those guys, I kind of want the Cavs to call. If you're going to make a smaller yeah. deal, if you're making a I small, like, if they,
1: I, I if like Malik Beasley. I do. I, I think Malik Beasley is another one. He's kind of more of a poor man's Jordan Clarkson off the bench, right? Exactly. I mean, Malik Beasley can be a sneaky guy off the bench who can, he takes he the
0: scoring.
2: Top, he, he takes the scoring for Levert, and Vanderbilt mm-hmm. brings you the the wing depth that you need, and he's not exactly a three. He's more of a 4-5, I would say so it's more not ideal. But Robin Lopez is done. He's not seeing the floor the rest of the year. Like, he's just – he's cooked. Right. And they really – they kind of could use another guy, even though it's not the move for a wing. I don't know if that move's out there this year. If They might have to wait till free agency to do that move. I think this move just reinforces your strengths, and you just go into the playoffs with that. Because well, unless that's they can another- get like
1: an – Go and ahead. I and I think you said it's, it's Utah and we're we're talking Utah here, not T Wolves because I think you oh, said yeah, yeah, my bad
2: my bad yeah, it's
1: yeah. Utah it's another one of those players that kind of fall in the category right of what's Utah gonna do with them right exactly what 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 is Utah gonna do with them because we I don't really know what Utah's plans are for the deadline but Utah also has Jake the draft capital to package with these guys too. You know what I mean? If Utah wants to be buyers, if they want to buy, if they want to sell, they have all the options. Yeah. And I, I, I think I get what you mean, but I also could see Utah too saying, hey, you know what? Why not get more picks? Why not do what OKC's doing? Get more picks and then hopefully land a superstar from it. Because I yeah. think we could very well see that.
2: Yeah. It's 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 an interesting spot to be in um, with the Jazz and everything. Those are just two guys I feel like that they're definitely moving and they can both go help a contender at least on their bench somewhere. Like Vanderbilt, as we talked about, Kessler's in the lineup, so that's how Vanderbilt's out of there now. He's just not getting those minutes. Um, can we talk yeah. about Levert for a second? Where where should Karis Levert go? I'm just done you, with it. I'm done. I gave a good where, rant earlier. Where do, you,
1: where do you where do you want Karis Levert to go? Shanghai. Because I honestly, oh, no, will stop it. Stop <laughs> it. I, I I don't hate. I don't think. I don't think Levert. He,
2: I don't know, dude. Can they trade him for like a move to get a guy that's an impactful guy or is he going to have to get traded? Team? Is he going to have to get traded for like a pick to then get that get traded for somebody else?
1: That's what I don't I, know. If the Cavs trade Lever, I would think it would be more so to I don't think it's an if. I think I another. think I don't think they're trading him for a big piece. I don't think he's a part of a package. I think Levert's more of getting pieces and then trying to add that on there. I I just, I don't know. The way Levert's been playing this year, I don't see him as being a part of a bigger deal, kind of like how he was acquired. And they don't have a lot
2: of first-round picks either, obviously. Like, that's the thing is the Cavs, like, I don't, that's the thing about the Cavs and Levert is I don't want them, like, putting a 27 first-round pick to go get a guy this year so they can be the four seed. Like that's not, they can, they're the money is going to come off. No matter what Kevin loves money comes off after this year, they're going to be able to sign like a, at least like they're gonna have to save some of that money, obviously. Cause they got Mobley's deal coming through and everything, but they're going to be able to sign like a 10 to 15 to $20 million wing probably. And that's what Levert's making right now. And basically what loves making right now. And like, I'd rather for me, And Cavs fans are not like this at all because they've been very mad about it this year. Like, we never thought they were going to be a top-four seed coming into this year. I just wanted them to make the playoffs. And then they started hot. Like, they did last year, too. And we were like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. Everybody fell in love with them. And now they're kind of exactly where they should be. They're not better than with KD and Kyrie or Philly or Milwaukee or Boston. Just not yet. Not yet. They could be. And it's all on Mobley, who... If you've been watching Evan he's Moby the last game he's falling he fucking balling and I don't want to knock it
1: on everything and he's, but he is and he's playing more aggressive too. Jake. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll he agree with that the other night. He's eight. playing he's playing much more aggressive and that was why he was my favorite from that draft class coming up so I'm like he has the potential. We already know his defense is incredible. We already know his length, his size and we know what we saw a little bit of what he could do at USC offensively but the aggression in the NBA his rookie year that was the only like kind of downside to him. He was a great rookie. He was obviously a finalist for Rookie of the Year. The defense was there right away. Everything else was there right away. But it's just offensive aggressiveness. There's just some games he would disappear. He's playing much more aggressive. He's getting the ball and he's looking to drive almost immediately. He's starting to shoot a little more too when he's got open looks outside. I. Mobley's taking a big step up, and I think the Cavs are starting to realize that. Um, so we'll see. I think the Cavs I – mean, the way Mitchell was playing at the start of the year, now the way Mobley's playing it this year, I think they realized that it's just they need one more piece because they basically have four solid players at the end of the games to play, and then it's just a picture poison between it's Kevin Lowe, not- <laughs> Karras LeVert, and it's like you got to find someone it's who's – terrible,
2: able- dude. It's terrible, and there is a there is a conversation that might need to be had soon about, about Darius Garland at the end of games because he's been bad for two years now at the end of games, and yeah. it's like you want to give a young guy some time, but not. It's just it's not he perfect tries with to, him and
1: too much. He tries to he do does much sometimes, yeah. and it's
2: not perfect with him and Donovan yet. And Donovan's too nice of a guy to really just like be like I need the ball at the end of yeah. games, but. Which he should be doing. Everything needs to go be through be Donovan Mitchell at the end at of the game. At the end There's of everything. the game. He
1: should be doing that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but he, he wants to let Darius get in there. And it just it looks they haven't figured it out yet. And that's their biggest problem. You look at the close games they've lost. It all comes down to late game execution. Yeah. And they don't they it's been their problem for two years. And they gotta figure it out. And I think having a wing that is like fits like, they're what they need in that spot at the end of games would be humongous. Like, it would be like, dude, Dean Wade's back, and he's everybody's like, Dean Wade's the answer. I've heard, I read, I literally read on Cavs Reddit, Dean Wade is our answer. I said, He's not the answer.
1: I like guys, Dean guys. Wade, he's not the answer. <laughs> what are we doing here? Dean Wade, where
2: Dean Wade came out of nowhere, now he's the answer. Oh my god, we were talking about LeBron before the season. Look how far our standards have dropped. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think Levert does get moved. I'm more inclined with you. I think they just get it. I would I would love to get a pick back for him, honestly. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he's I don't care if we don't get a player back for him that can contribute now because let's reload our picks and get a young guy who can do it because right. we can clearly draft decently later. Like we've we've built up a decent amount of well, we had some high draft picks too, but there are some guys on there that we found. You look at Lamar Stevens, who's stuck around, like Dean Wade, that we're talking about. Like, these are guys who are relative nobodies who are actual contributors to a right. team. Like, they're not; they shouldn't be starting, but they can be bench guys. Yeah. And so, like, the Cavs can find guys like that. I'd rather just have more shots at that than getting anything for it. Are there any other guys that we haven't mentioned? It, it, Dunny had predictions for wild trades. I, the think, blue. I
1: think we. are. I mean, it's classic NBA trade deadline. There's always going to be a name that pops up that no one has even really thought Chris of about. Chris Paul, the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even acknowledging that <laughs> no but i really do think there's going to be a couple players that no one even saw coming that become pieces in, in a trade and i mean we'll see we'll see i think uh i know you mentioned DeRozan. I my as much as I love him as a player, I think Pascal Siakam could be one where yep. the Raptors are like could get a shitload back for him and now's probably the time to do it. So we will see. Um I don't the know. The Wizards never
2: team. blow it up, but watch the Wizards in case like if, if Kuzma tells them there's no shot on re signing, mm-hmm. they might as well just trade Beal too. Yeah. Because exactly they're not getting agree. another guy Still, like that. Yeah.
1: They, they should have last here. It. Yeah, I mean, should they should have traded him. me a while ago. But no, I mean, I think we are going to see uh, at least this year a uh, star type. I'm not gonna say superstar, but a star type player that no one's really expecting oh, is going to just kind of pop out and get traded. Now, this is crazy, it's crazy. But what if the what if the he's been coming off the bench? What if the Bucks trade Chris Middleton in like some three team type deal? I
2: wouldn't be opposed to it if you're getting if you're getting like a guy like.
1: It would be. It would be. Obviously, they're getting someone big in return, but it would be kind of like a, a three-team getting, deal but, where Middleton would be.
2: If you're getting a younger, say you can get Levine, which would never, this trade would never happen. Never, yeah. ever, 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 never. Chicago would never trade with Milwaukee. Like it just these guys. There's another. That's that's my other Midwest insight. Milwaukee, Chicago. It's real. The, the, yeah, that that is a real rivalry here. Like they hate Milwaukee here. Milwaukee when Milwaukee fans are in the building. It's shit talk the whole time. It was like the most fun playoff game I've ever been. I've only been to a couple playoff games, but it was so much fun. It wasn't even a good game, but just like you could tell, like there was just hatred there. It's never happened. But like somebody like that, like a younger guy, just younger, 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 younger for Milwaukee. That should be their, their main thought is effective and young for Giannis because they're too old and you don't, if they age out, he might just ask for a trade. Like he could do it at any second. And what do you do?
1: I don't think he will, but I I get your reasoning. And then the only other team I would say maybe – I guess this would go in the scenario of wild trades. We talked about it for the past three weeks. I don't think we mentioned them once today. Maybe we mentioned them just on the Lakers schedule, Golden State Warriors. Maybe. Maybe they do something crazy because the Warriors are a team that doesn't want to sit still, and right now if you look at their team, you can't really sit still because you got to go one direction or the other. And maybe something crazy. They have
2: so many different forces going on right now (laughs) between Bob Myers, maybe leaving, between Joe Lakem taking more ownership, between Clay and Draymond, who are both up after this year. What are they going to do with them? Between all the young guys who aren't turning out. If you're going to trade them, you should probably do it now while they still have some value, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a very very interesting thing, and it's something
1: right now at the deadline. Not many people are talking about, but it's it's a team that I think could get in the mix, would just kind of shock everyone. Where if they traded off like three young pieces to get a guy coming in, or vice versa, they did the opposite. (laughs) So we'll see.
2: That's very interesting. Um, yeah, that would be that would be something. There's a name I wanted to bring up earlier. And I think it could be a part and again two teams that probably wouldn't trade together. It's always so much no fun, whatever. I think the the Sixers should do everything possible to look at Tobias Harris and try to improve on that in some way and get younger there too. Like yeah. th- when we were talking about OG earlier, I was like, Oh, if they could just somehow like send Tobias there and like something no, else and get no, OG back. No, way. no, no they way, would never OG. do it. OG. Never ever. Yeah, never no ever. Way. Toronto would never do it. But just like something like that like they could yeah. if they could flip Tobias into a more productive younger piece and he's impossible because he's 28 million whatever i really want the cavs to get tobias right now to be honest i wish he'd be perfect in that spot like it's not ideal but like for what yeah. they need lavert some some picks whatever but like he's an interesting guy because the sixers right now like you're looking at their roster mm-hmm. what else can they really trade to get better and this is like this might be their shot Like this might be the year that it's your shot. I mean, he's 30. He's good, he's he's gonna like you don't think the health's gonna go, but it's it's big guys, it always goes quicker than the smaller guys. Harden, obviously, we know where that he's losing step every year. We don't know what Maxi, like his max for lack of a better term, potential is. So we don't know what kind of piece he's gonna be behind. I do too. I do too, but we just don't know, like we haven't seen what he's realized into yet. So if you're gonna try to maximize this team's potential, like I think excuse me, this is the year to do it for right. Philly.
1: No, I, I get it. I just, I don't know. I just don't have a team that I feel is a great fit for Tobias. No, right
2: there now. isn't. Well, no, there isn't. But anyone else? No, nah, let's get out of here, Stevie. Let's go. Uh, thank you all for joining Happy Hour Hoops. Follow us at Happy Hour Hoops 1 on all socials. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. We are also up on the Trainwreck Sports Feed now. So all these train wreck sports people that have never seen happy hour hoops pop up. They saw the Wemby rankings last week. It's a good one to debut with. Um, so you can find us there too. If you're following uh, the train wreck sports pod feed, which you should be, uh, we'll be popping up in there too. But we also have our own feed that has literally our whole backlog of episodes to me and Dunny talking about bubble basketball. So um, if you've ever, you know, <laughs> feel like you want to binge, like go back, whatever, but yeah, we're all all up there. YouTube subscribe there. Stevie. Thank you. We'll be back we're next smart. week. We'll have another edition of the Wemby rankings before and we probably go into all of more trade deadline
1: talk until it definitely. gets close. Yeah. And I'm we're sure Donnie will have some thoughts too.
2: We'll see, man. We'll see what happens. And also LeBron probably breaking the scoring record in the next two episodes. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure probably we'll have, to, have to mention that too. Yeah. We, <laughs> well, we're definitely mentioning it, buddy. We're definitely mentioning <laughs> it. All right. Thank you all for joining. Have a great night. Stevie, thank you.